Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Got real serious real fast <laughs> after what was I doing before? Well, that? we were just producing a lot of songs in the <laughs> oh in the um yeah studio. I, we I'm sorry, we <laughs> <laughs> Kathy was producing some songs with her fake Casio. Um yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of songs used to be made. They just sit down at their Casio and put the demo on <laughs> and then the lyrics would the lyrics would roll out. No, or it'd be like ding 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 ding. It'd be like yeah, really in like the background. Would, yeah. Mm-hmm. I then, still think my brother and I have had this conversation where Paul McCartney's Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Simply, uh, uh, oh, my brother's like, I swear he just <laughs> went up to like his attic and turned on his Casio <laughs> and just started writing. It's one of the worst songs ever. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Um, I mean, it's already most of the way through January, but I did want to say that we did finally wrap up our, uh, promise to the December Palooza on Patreon, which was um, a new uh, mini cast every day of the month of December. Mm-hmm. It was a challenge, but we rose to it. We were a little late, by the way. <laughs> she doesn't know this because I'm the one that po- like puts the episodes up there, but um, I just have to make a living. So I couldn't really do all the things I needed to do and post them every single day. But we did pretty great. Let's put it that way. We delivered on our 31 uh, items. And I'm excited to do that again sometime. But what's going to happen now is we're going to continue, obviously, putting up the uh, promised Patreon extras going forward. It's just not going to be every day, which I don't know. Maybe our patrons will be happy about that. They're like, we get a notification every day of some new... (laughs) yeah um they're like we get it (laughs) but it was fun because we got to also explore some new ideas right like there's a whole different trivia game that's just for patreon Mm -hmm. there's um we're gonna do news episodes just for patreon which was super fun we did one of those the other day um and there's some other little things that we've like it's like a create little creative incubator in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that's going to be really cool that I'm working on, Kathy, is that I'm building our website. And I have a feeling that by next week, meaning next Friday, um, what's the date on that? The 29th of January, I believe we will have a functioning website that will be public. And um, it's also going to have a couple of pages that are just for patrons. So what they'll do is um, if you at at that level of like um, patron on our Patreon, you'll have a passcode and then you'll have access to those. Awesome. I'm excited for the member pages kind of just glad we'll have somewhere we can say just go there, find it there. go there yeah and you said it was for the public which i'm glad it is and not just oh, for yeah. us oh. <laughs> when- okay she's making fun of me now <clears throat> you want to sing a song or don't dare me oh okay well i didn't i just asked it wasn't a dare really well what might come out of my mouth might not be something you want to hear so this next piece of the show is a little segment we like to call horror facts with girl see i let you sing 
Okay. <clears throat> I have one for you here, Shan. All right. And for those of you who are new, what she said was, because <laughs> you can't really understand what you're saying, you've made it so garbled. <laughs> Horror facts with cats. I am totally sober, but I feel incredibly drunk right That's now. That's awesome. <laughs> is it because you hurt your toe? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. 2021 has started with various ailments. Okay. okay. Number one, the disease the children have in this film is known as xeroderma pigmentism, which is extreme sensitivity to sunlight. Okay. Number dose. The film earned over $200 million, making it one of the highest grossing horror movies of all time. I had no idea. About wow, this, yeah, I probably don't either. I don't think I would have linked it to this, even <laughs> though I loved this movie. Uh, numero three. The director wanted to play with shadows and sometimes scenes were actually lit by candles, which hmm. is very hard to do if you've ever had to do lighting. Oh, yeah. Um, number four, <clears throat> the main character, the actor or actress playing the main character, had several nightmares playing the part. She said, at one point, I didn't want to make the film because I couldn't even go there emotionally. Yikes. Number five. In a pivotal scene, the main character finds a photo album containing pictures of people she thinks are sleeping, but then is informed that they are all deceased. It's so interesting because all of these things sound sort of very familiar, um, but it's not It's not coming to me. I've, I've said this before. I don't know if this will help you at all. It's in my top five Favorite movies of like horror movies of all time, even though I think I've only seen it twice because it's so heavy. Oh, um, think like late 90s, I think. Yeah, it's hard yeah. because I it's um, we've talked so many about like the things that you already like that I know. Th like, does it help if I tell you it's a ghost story? <laughs> I don't know. No, the, it doesn't. The others. Oh, that's a great flick. I One watched of that recently, it, it's terrifying. I watched it recently. I think I watched it as part of my October addiction. I think we might. I did. It might did. be a good Maybe. one to review just because I think there's so much. There's a lot of psychology in this film. Okay. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that it made that much money because. Yeah, that's the part that threw me too. Because it, it has a cult following, but I don't remember it being like a slam at the box office. I just remember when people did see it, they were like, wow, that was that was awesome the way that they twisted it and all this, but it, and the fact that Nicole Kidman really had a hard time going there, like that character was really heavy. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when you were on that fact, I was thinking about the children in it. And then, so I was thinking you were talking about the children mm -hmm. were saying they had a hard time. So I got all fluffered down there yeah. in that, <clears throat> in those facts, but I like the way you just read them off to me. Yeah, I did that. I like that. I just, I think you're maybe getting that from the way that you do the, um, trivia with shan in the patreon because you just like read them to me or what have you we discuss mm -hmm. i kind of like that because then i could hear them all at once i don't know rather than what was i doing before well i i think before it was like 
You would give me one and then you would look at me like, like want to guess, it? like guess. Okay. So you want them all and then you can guess. I mean, I'm going to interject and blah, blah, blah yeah. along the way if I have something to say, but I definitely. I gotcha. I gotcha. I definitely don't have a guess every time. <laughs> no, you didn't know after the sunlight disease one? <laughs> no, I no. was like, uh. <laughs> no, and I don't, I don't really expect it to. I think I pause in case you want to take a guess. <laughs> But it, it's, don't worry, it's, I'll interrupt you. It's best if I give you all of them. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I liked that. That that was happy. You're welcome. That was thank you so much. Um, I was going to share with you a piece of news here. It, it's actually I try to lately. I've been trying to find some psych research for us because we used to do that on the show way back when. We as did. I as I build the website, I'm actually listening to our season one shows because one of the things like that's the water coolers. Yeah. The water coolers. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that's going to happen is I'm going to put all of season one on the website and then have it password, you know, like you need a password and then that'll be a Benny, a benefit for our members. So we used to bring a lot of psych research to the show. Um, so I'm trying to do that again. So this is, uh, this is about testosterone <laughs> mm. and how it may spur both, both benevolent acts and aggressive ones. So a study by researchers at Dublin's Trinity College and St. James Hospital provides a fresh look at the hormones social sway. 40 men were injected with either testosterone or a placebo and took part in a several rounds of an experimental game. Each received an offer um, from another player to split a sum of money and he could either accept the terms or reject the money altogether. If, for example, he felt his share was too small, etc. After each exchange, the participant was given the power to respond to the other player's kindness or lack thereof with a bonus or a fine. Wait, read that last sentence again? Sorry. After each exchange, mm -hmm. the participant was given the power to respond to the other player's kindness or lack thereof with a bonus or a fine. Okay. So it's funny because we just had our Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode and I was just thinking, that's why I had you read it again. I'm like, wait a minute. It's about nose, you know, nosedive was the first um, mm -hmm. episode in season three. And it's that social judgment. <laughs> Bonus, you're fined. You treated me poorly, you are fined. So anyway, compared with the placebo group, the men who received testosterone were more likely to inflict financial punishment on players who had made, un they were made, un that it was an unfair offer. They're mo in other words, they were more likely to fine them <laughs> if they felt the offer was unfair. Um, but they were also more likely to reward players who had made generous proposals. So those are the people that got placebo. So that's like your natural world is they were more likely to, um, oh wait, sorry. The men who received the testosterone were actually more likely to inflict financial punishment and also more likely to reward. These results help flesh out the ideas first posited decades ago that testosterone might actually serve less to boost aggression than to encourage state status enhancement. Mm. Um, in a lot of non-human animal species, that's done through aggressive means, but humans have more nuanced and complex ways of determining status is what the psychologist that did the study was talking about. So 
Basically, reacting aggressively to perceived slights may raise your profile, but so can showing others that you are fair-minded. In 2013, studies um, with female participants found that a dose of testosterone predicted greater reciprocation of trust. Other researchers have reported evidence that men treated with testosterone are less likely to lie. Larger studies are needed, but these experiments suggest that the influence of the hormone on a person's actions may hinge on the demands of social environment. In other words, like most people think of testosterone, they think of aggression. Right, right. <laughs> and dominance, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what I thought was interesting about this is that the studies are showing that it's a lot more nuanced. There's actually some really, it, it really depends on your social environment, mm -hmm. which I thought was, you know, interesting. That's, that's actually interesting. Where'd you find that article? Uh, in psychology today. Oh, I probably have. Is it the newest? No. Oh, no. Okay. Mm -mm. It's an older one. Okay. From last year, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have a buddy watch that we did. Yes, we do. Yes. So we watched uh, the movie The Call, but not to be confused. There are two movies called The Call in 2020. The other one, which is South Korean, is much more easily accessible, so don't confuse the two. <laughs> um, this one that we're talking about today is with Lynn Shay of the Conjuring franchise and lots of other famous things she's done. Also, the Saw guy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> He's so great. He's really fun in it. Um, right. So you want to give the people a little C-nop? Um, yeah, I've got to look up the right one, too. I um, Just while I'm doing this, though... Sure. What was your just immediate? Do you like it? Did you not like it? I did not like it. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, I have mixed feelings about it, but let me. I'm so yeah, I mean, sorry. I can always find some positives, which yeah. we'll, we'll totally get to. I I always have some positives, but in general, like I won't ever watch it again. So <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time finding it. Here. I could do it. So terror strikes when a recently deceased woman rises from the grave to seek revenge against a group of friends who tormented her. My immediate thought was I liked the, I had, first of all, when I chose this, you know, I love 80s stuff. I had no idea that it took place at that, at that time. So I know that was super fun. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I was so. like, Oh, the eighties. Cause she's got the crimped hair. Yeah. They're at like a carnival or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they end up, you know, um, so they go over to, you know, Lynn Shay's house who supposedly, you know, the, the main character, one of the main characters is blaming Lynn Shay on being the reason that her sister was abducted and killed many years ago. Sure. And so it facilitates this whole scene where they go inside, they, you know, they get invited by her husband mm -hmm. after um, something happens to Lynn Shay. We'll just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's one of those where they are asked to talk to her over the phone. And if they can have this conversation with her and make it through, they get X amount of money. Um, and then they're, you know, they're let go because they went over and, and bullied her and did all of the stuff that made made their house seem like really uncomfortable. We don't want these kids over here. So guess what? We're gonna we're gonna fix this. We're gonna finish it. You're gonna come over. You're gonna have this conversation with her about all of these accusations you have. And if you can make it through this phone call, then we'll give you X amount of money and get the hell of, out of our lives forever. So the setup I thought was pretty cool. Yep. Um, I yep. thought that the buildup was really good, and then. I'm going to use a, a Shannonism. Oh no. About good Lord. 
three quarters of the way in, it jumps the shark for me. Where I feel like, and I've ripped that from somewhere else. That's not yeah, mine. If I know, but and you, I know that. I'm you, just saying. Yeah, you use it on the show. I know. I just don't want the audience to think no, that I. You did not. You did not. <laughs> that I think yeah. I coined it. No, you did not coin it. Um, but it did. I think about three quarters of the way in is when I went. Wow, this. It had an opportunity to go somewhere different. It could have been really great because I really did like the first like 65% of the movie. Great. And then it was like the last quarter of it that I went. Kind of fell apart. Kind of fell apart for me. I um, I definitely enjoyed the first chunk. Like, I, I think I mentioned this recently. Like, most people can write a good first act. Mm-hmm. Especially of the movies that get made. Because that's really what you're pitching in the room is you give them the setup. And then if the, you know, and then, if, but sticking the ending is really where like a if lot of times anything, it falls apart. If it says anything, I kind of forgot how it ended. Yeah, exactly. Um, what did I think? I, so I watched this in the discord with some of our patrons. Um, as you guys know, we have a discord channel and um, so that was fun. It's always fun to watch with others. Uh, everybody, I think, agreed to watch it because I said Lynn Shea is in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think she delivered. Like, yeah, oh, she's awesome. I love her. Yeah. And so I enjoyed her performance. Edith. Yeah. The writing for some of her um, speeches was a little heavy handed. It definitely needed an edit. You don't want, um, you know crazy people or demons or whatever she is at that moment in time, you know, giving a, a, a lectern, <laughs> standing at the lectern, giving a lecture. Um, that's not really awesome. So I did think that the writing wasn't up to her standards, but she killed it. Like she was awesome. And Tobin Bell was great too. He's I the thought. saw guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He has a smaller role, but he plays her husband and he did his saw thing and he's awesome. Like yeah. him just being in the room. I'm like, Ooh, he's so creepy and spooky. Um, and like saw it was a puzzle. It was like the part of the, where the movie kind of takes off and then kind of falls apart is there's this, basically they have to do something to get something. Mm-hmm. And so, or they die type of thing. So it's got that basic saw premise as well. <laughs> um, not definitely not as gripping a saw, but, I thought that um, I did like the 80s thing, too. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that's when it took place. Yeah, no, that was I think that was why I held on for the first 20 or 30 minutes. Like, which would make the only way I mean, the only way that they could have the rotary phone in it, too, which was, you know, always makes it creepier. I know. You know, it's like they're not calling on a cell phone. They're going up to a room where the phone is plugged in old school and it's a rotary phone. It's like the number one low budget gimmick these days is to have it set before cell phones because then you don't have to deal with it. Isn't that kind of sad? It's like, well, because it's hard to deal with there, there's only you so much you can writer. do when there's only so much yeah. you can do when you know because cell phones do provide a lot of safety it's why we have them so in a horror film they're kind of useless yeah it was funny so while we were watching this and i'll 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 put this to you because i thought this was a fun part of what the crowd that i was watching it with does is at one point we kind of like fell off the interest level right and you start to chat more i mean you've watched movies in mm-hmm. the discord too like when you start to lose the plot you uh start to chat so one of the things that happened was the question was posed like so you know legit are 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 you in the house at what point did would you leave yeah (laughs) because because it started to be like why doesn't he just 
leave walk out the door right. or why does it and the, so that's where we started to kind of lose the plot and start to um not be as supportive of the story anymore mm-hmm. was when it was like when you start to find so many holes or so many plot yeah, holes. There's no way like, that that last guy would have sat there. Yeah. None of these people have come back, nor have you heard from them. I'm still waiting on my turn. I'm just in the living room <laughs> yeah. having a soda. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so that's what happened is like, so my answer to that question was, I'm not sure I would have been at the house in the first place <laughs> because the whole thing was the husband calls them. Right. And says, come over. Come over and talk to my wife. That's right. And I'm like, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> so, okay. But so like if I, if you accept the premise that. Um, I mean, I guess it was incentivized by the million dollars or whatever it was. hundred grand. Oh, is that what it was? Well, in the 80s, 80s. that was a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean. So, so my answer. So, so, okay. So first of all, at that age, I probably wouldn't have gone to the house. And I was talking about how like. Yeah, I was definitely I was definitely a scaredy cat at that point, yeah. and I was very risk averse. So <laughs> I would definitely not have gone. However, if you want to take me, you know, a few years later, and and I'm I'm more risky or whatever, uh, and I get to the house when when he gave you the premise of like do this thing and you get this money, I would have left probably. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I I mean that's a lot of money for a kid and everything and and it just doesn't add up. So I just have to good. make a call and then it doesn't get, sound like no sense. That doesn't that sounds a little too good to be true. So let's say you're rewriting this movie. One of the things I would have done is I would have had a character leave, like yeah. have a character play out what you would have done. Yeah, th- there's because there's one character that would have exactly. Yeah, so have a character. This is me rewriting the script, of course, but it's like. Have a character leave because that's what half the audience is going like, what the fuck? I'm not staying there. And so just have one character rep- that represents those people. Oh, the other problem is that I wanted them all to die. Yeah, I didn't care about any of them. Even, <laughs> even the even the young, innocent kid. The- that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember saying at one point, like, if if the girl, so there's one girl in the group of friends. If the girl is like the final girl. I don't care. I want them all to die. Is what and was if, my you, kind of if thing. you don't care about the final girl dying, yeah, it's a it. bad movie. That's a bad movie. Like you that's just the don't... whole purpose of the final girl. Exactly. So yeah. that was that movie. I think we were going to talk about another movie that we watched together. What was it called? Oh, Clown Motel. It's called Clown Motel. <laughs> <laughs> and we did watch this on Discord. And with, we did watch this with, with one or peeps. two other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you that when you Google Clown Mattel, a real Clown Motel comes up. I love that you call it Clown Mattel. Clown Mattel. Did you watch the Clown Mattel? It's the Clown Mattel from 2000. No, that's a, there's a sequel. No. There is a sequel. And okay. There, there is, I, and there is a world famous Clown Motel in uh, Nevada. Mother of God. Well, that's what I'm and saying. When I Googled it, that's what came up is the real Clown yeah, Motel. Yeah, that's where they filmed it. That's what I'm saying. All right. Um, I can't find the, you want to talk about it? Did, did you find it? <laughs> I don't know where it is. The sequel keeps coming up. Please help. Is it Clown Motel Massacre? Is that what it's called? 
Spirits Arise, or is that the second no, one? No, that's the okay. Twenty sixteen is the original. Thank so you. Ghost Hunters en- encounter <laughs> a group of Las Vegas partygoers at an old motel where the ghosts of clowns who once dwelled there put the unwitting visitors. She through, can't even get through the description through a violent nightmare because the opening scene is like these clowns who kind of look like they just came <laughs> off of the 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 travel company for the musical Hair. <laughs> okay like they're all kind of like on lsd and just like love each other in this weird very ominous and sadistic way but you know what i'm talking about I that do. opening scene where all they're like on ecstasy and just kind of and you're like what is going on <laughs> exactly i will say that it's a low budget movie created by joseph kelly there's um, a kickstarter where they raised about five grand for it so props to like indie filmmakers getting in the gig like i'm all about that um and there were parts of this movie that were legit craziness um yeah i mean it was fun group watch like to watch it with other people right was really fun the clown with the pig nose going around <laughs> sodomizing everybody that was thrilling the best comment of the whole <laughs> night was when i said something about why is he holding a pinata the the pig was pushing the guy who had just been sodomized in a wheelchair oh my God. and the guy was holding a pinata see how and see like, how nuts this is like, doesn't even make of, any sense like what's happening and then out of the blue ice is like why is he holding a pinata like where did this thing come from and this is moments after he had been in a hotel room with this clown who had a pig nose and was sodomizing him with what the hell was he using? She's trying to remember what it was being. It's so, so like, it bizarre. Matter. And then the and then the little the little person, Marty Clement. I went to high school. Well, he and I went to the same high school. And I'm like, oh my god, Marty. That was he the was, story in the middle, as Kathy was telling us that he <laughs> yeah. went to high school with one of the, the actors. The, the guys played the little clown, and he's done. Actually, he's done a lot of. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. No, he's super he was, famous. But, I but recognized it was, him. It, it was just really funny to go. Marty, because he <laughs> plays a really vicious. He was great in it. Little Clyde. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere. Um, it's you know what? It's well, not there supposed was to be one, taken seriously. There was. Well, there was the one big clown that was like going around raping everybody. <laughs> That's what I mean. But we're laughing about that. <laughs> and so just look at that incongruent kind of behavior. Like it's like it's loot the whole thing is a little bit ludicrous but i will say i can see how they might have been very influenced by like texas chainsaw massacre oh, or for something. sure because it's got that vibe where at first you're kind of okay this is ridiculous or this is bad or this is weird or whatever and then they just keep upping the game and i remember at one point by the end like the last you know 20 minutes or something i think i said something like well this went in a whole lot of directions i wasn't expecting because they sort of like yeah they go from the graveyard to the or they're in the car right because it's a trip to vegas they go from the car being like regular young people teenagers whatever and they end up at the clown motel and then they're in the cemetery and then i think the last 20 minutes they're in this like well, underground one guy had his arms and legs ripped off he was just like sitting there with no limbs they're in an <laughs> underground tunnel running oh, around right. right like and that's when i all of a sudden i realized we'd been in an underground tunnel for 10 minutes and i'm like wait 
Where did, where did, how did we get here? <laughs> Why is he holding a pinata? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's super fun with the like low budget effects and stuff. That was fun because it's well, just and watching always, it on the discord too. And watching it on the discord with other people, like just yeah. those kinds of movies are, God, that was funny. Bat shit crazy. And so they're fun to watch with other people. And so we had a good time. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> laugh. All right. Um, what's next? You know, I watched this movie. Uh, have you seen this movie, Repo, the Genetic Opera? No. So um, it was suggested to me by Pepper on the Discord, and we watched it together. <laughs> 2008. It's a horror musical sci-fi. Um, Paris Hilton, isn't it? But also uh, Paul Sorvino. Oh, no, different one. Some other people. What year and did it come out? 2008. Okay. I watched another one with her in it from mm. the early 2000s. It wasn't it though. It's like a, um, you know, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that. It's a horror musical, right? Okay. So uh, Pepper will die on the, you know, the hill. She loves it. Like she loves this movie. And mm -hmm. it's a very much a cult, like a cult favorite. Um, when I posted it in my log and people made comments on it, it was kind of like... <laughs> Oh my, you watched that, huh? Because uh, people, it's like a sci-fi horror musical for Christ's sake. Like, you know, a worldwide epidemic encourages a biotech company to launch an organ financing program similar in nature to a standard car loan. The repossession clause is a killer. Because <laughs> um, it's called Repo, the genetic opera. Um, right. So I enjoy. Oh, so, oh, it also has Anthony Head, who is, uh, yeah, the, from Giles. Buffy. Giles. Giles from Buffy. Yeah. So when he first comes on the scene, I'm like Giles, yeah. and the whole movie Giles, and everybody's like, "That's not his name, and that's that's Nathan. That's the Repo Man." <laughs> so he's a great singer, FYI, and um, they're sort of like a crow. You know the the movie The Crow. They're sort of a crow like figure. That's the you know, hot goth guy. Yeah, that's one of the main characters. So you got that going on. Sarah Brightman, really famous mm -hmm. th theater actor. Mm -hmm. have no idea how they got her for I was this. Just, I was just thinking, wow. Bill Moseley plays um, the goth guy, I think. Paul Servino. I mean... There's a lot of names in there. A lot of great... A lot of power in there. So this is just fun. I mean, the the main character is kind of like... It's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas vibes to it too, because it's got that sort of goth, like um, a teenage girl raised in a world of addiction to drugs, you know, type of, um, yeah, that's one of the other descriptions is a teenage girl raised in a world of addiction to drugs, cosmetic surgery, and artificial organ transplant. <laughs> Oh my God. So it's got, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I mean, people hate it. They think it's ridiculous and stupid. And then other people, it's like their favorite cult movie ever. Yeah. And they watch that's, it every that, day. That's cult, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it's like, it's so ridiculous sometimes that people just fall in love with it or people go, I don't, I don't get what you're falling in love with. And I think I'm team awesome. Like, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 
because and that is probably like my theater background sure. my musical theater background i worked for a musical theater company for five years when i was young and a youngin mm-hmm. um right out of college and so yeah. and also having been to 10 or 20 rocky horror picture show midnight yeah. shows back in the day like so i love fun. rocky horror and i did i did a lot of theater too so maybe i'll check it out and see what i it's a lot of fun i think if you want, watch it with Pepper in the Discord because I think she'd watch it every day if, if you let her. Maybe we'll we'll plan on that. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I saw something I really liked and wished it was longer, which is interesting because I looking up one of the user reviews, he said, not sure whether this was supposed to be a quick one-shot doc or planned as a series, but I really do hope something more materializes out of this. So I don't know if you caught this at all on Shutter, Shannon, but it's um really it's only twenty seven minutes long and it's called Primal Screen. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, it's a documentary about a person's childhood fear of ventriloquist dummies and dolls due to the uncanny valley. However, as much as that piece has kind of been done before, um, they were interviewing one person in particular. I can't. Rem- I don't know know if it was the person who did the documentary or that they just had um, interviewed for the documentary. However, he it really goes into the 1978 film Magic. Um, <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah. So, but it talks about how the ads, the commercials for that film at the time, how much it terrified children. And how, you know, now kids are used to seeing things where at that time... um, I was terrified. (laughs) Yeah, so they spend a lot of time talking about um, just dolls in general and ventriloquism. And the guy who's who's talking on that documentary, he said, you know, I grew up and my mom was someone who actually painted dolls and she had a whole room of dolls, but I never really thought of anything because I always associated my mother with safety and therefore those dolls couldn't be anything but safe. Right. However, everything changed after I saw mm-hmm. this preview for, um, for magic. And then he goes into how he learned he would watch TV at certain times a day, knowing when that preview would or would not be on. And he would, he would oscillate between, I want to watch TV at this time because there's a part of me that's obsessed with it, although I'm terrified of it. And then I want to avoid TV altogether at this time because I don't want to see it. The documentary is awesome. And it really goes into just how a child can see something once and then create an entire imagination. I can relate to that because I started watching horror when I was really young. So it reminded me of times where like I saw Regan from The Exorcist and I saw her for just a second and for two weeks couldn't stop thinking about that one, you know, clip I saw with her. But if, if you're someone who really gets freaked out by dolls and the whole ventriloquism thing. I thought this was such an, and I totally shared the same sentiment as this uh, reviewer who was like 27 minutes. Like I want more of this because they did such a good job going into, um, into it. It's on shutter. And it's just one, one episode of a larger series. I was trying to find if they were going to continue the series and I don't, I only see one episode. It's from June 8th. And it's just a 30 minute documentary. And, but it was so, it's like, it sets it up for you going, they really could have done an hour and a half. Well, it sounds like they made an episode before COVID and then they stopped. <laughs> well, June would have been in the middle of COVID. But that yeah. doesn't mean anything about when they shot it. Oh, that's true. It could have been shot before. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, even though it's like a quick 30 minutes, it's really, 
really cool. good. Yeah. Well, and Magic is one of those movies that I saw when I was probably, as I've said before, I probably wasn't super young, <laughs> but <laughs> but I eventually saw it. And I was still very much a scaredy cat well into my 20s (laughs) with movies. So I saw it at some point and it did scare me probably when I was a teenager or something. I might have seen it on TV or something, but it's um, called Primal Screen, The Wooden Boy. That's the name of the documentary. Yeah, you're really good about watching all the documentaries on Shudder. I'm obsessed like like the cursed films and all that. Mm -hmm. I really like um, there's so many really good ones, I think, on Shudder. Yeah. I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention also that I am going to attend a virtu- a worldwide virtual watch party with Bruce Campbell. Um, so it's watching Evil Dead with a live commentary from Bruce Campbell. And it's January 23rd, which would be tomorrow night, um, 6 p.m. Pacific. And you just use your computer and you, you know, watching your movie. (laughs) And he's going to share, you know, memories and stories and anecdotes from the film as he goes. So I'm looking forward to that. You can find the event and more information on his website, actually, which is brucecampbell.com. And under the events section, it's, it's shared. So if it's, I imagine there's maybe still tickets available, even though it's tomorrow night and all you need is a computer, obviously to watch it. So I'm going to attend that and a couple of other friends are attending that too. So I wanted to make sure that people knew about it because it sounds fun, right? Yeah. I love Bruce Campbell. Um, I am also just about to start supporting Sundance virtually. So, Oh, that's right. It's the time of year. Yeah. I've had a couple of trainings and, you know, it's a pilot program this year. They shortened the festival to a half an hour. I mean, half an hour. What am I talking about? I was like, wow, that's abbreviated. <laughs> I'm thinking of, second I was clips. thinking of the show you were talking about. Mm. Um, I was also thinking half the time, but they, they shortened it to a week, basically, instead of 10 days. And it's all online. When they first rolled out the festival announcements, there was going to be a theater in Park City that they were going to do showings at. They have since gotten rid of that since the spikes in COVID. And so the volunteer and people working from home type of situation is a pilot program where, you know, there's only like, you know, they're just trying it out. So that's cool to me because I'm going to get to be a part of them trying this out. So I imagine it's not going to go perfectly, (laughs) but I'm going to provide support and I also get a pass to a bunch of stuff in the festival. So I'll be watching a lot of stuff and I'm hoping to already got a couple tickets to a couple of the horror movies that are going to be there, which I always try to catch. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, there are also a lot less films than normal. So I could make my way around it. Maybe hopefully better. I have tickets to all of the short films and all of the indie TV that they're doing and some of the other stuff. So I'm hopeful that in a couple of weeks after it's all played out, I can provide a little, cool, you know, yeah. shizzle on how it went. Awesome. So that's that. I appreciate it. Thanks for showing up, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, I have one more film I want to share that I saw. Right on. Um, it's called Super Dark Times. 
on shutter i keep flipping by it yeah it's good i think again just like we were saying with the call i think the first like 75 percent of this movie was really good oh, so okay it takes place um they don't you know it's in the 90s based on some of the things that you see it's probably early 90s Teenagers Zach and Josh have been best friends their whole lives, but when a gruesome accident leads to a cover-up, the secret drives a wedge between them and propels them down a rabbit hole of escalating paranoia and violence. This movie speaks to our um, our schizotypal kids, our kids, our school shooter kids, our kids who have pent-up anger and conduct issues and really dark sort of deep problems that aren't seen on the surface until something happens where then one of the characters, it's like he can't even stop himself. And I think the first act, the first part really sets you up in that space of nostalgia, sort of like if you've seen summer of 84, there's a lightness to it, Mm -hmm. but where summer of 84 still stays more like stranger things. Yeah. This one goes more towards like real psychological, <laughs> psychological horror thriller. Gotcha. And, um, I do think it was good overall. Like I would, I'd give it like seven and a half out of 10, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I think that the ending, the, I don't know. I think I wanted a little bit more. They didn't stick the ending. <clears throat> they didn't stick the ending, but I do think that, um, it really, it does speak to this age and how, so much of what's going on uh, underneath with teenagers. And I think even more so teenage boys because they're not socialized to really talk. Yeah. Um, how so, there's so much we don't see. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I keep flipping by it and it's in my watch list because I know I want to look at it. Um, it's worth a watch. No. And that's kind of, I like hearing about it from you because I can just go in knowing that the ending's not going to stick and just enjoy it for yeah for what it is. It has deep psychological elements, almost like I mean, not nearly as dark as like we need to talk about Kevin, but it has the same sort of. That's the movie I kept thinking of when you ooh, were talking about like, it. Like, wow, this is this is this is dark. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it because okay. that sounds uh, provocative and interesting to me, and I get to walk in going. All right, so the ending's not going to be super satisfying, so I'm just going to enjoy yeah. the I'm just going to enjoy the journey. Enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's one more movie I want to talk about before we wrap it up is um I would be remiss if I did not mention and ha- and ask everyone to go watch a uh, promising young woman. So, this is a movie that was at Sundance. Um I was not able to score a ticket to it because it was so freaking popular. Um, This is last year at Sundance, January. But now it is available, VOD. So, you know, you have to rent it, et cetera. It's still incredibly popular. And Carrie Mulligan. So, oh, I wanted to see this. A boldly provocative, timely thriller. Promising Young Woman is an auspicious feature debut for writer-director Emerald fennel so oh this looks so good you saw oh i want to hear what you think about this nothing so this is the synop uh nothing in cassie's life is what it appears to be she's wickedly smart tantalizingly cunning and she's living a secret double life by night now an unexpected encounter is about to give cassie a chance to right the wrongs from her past or from the past so 
the rating is R and you, it will say that there are sexual assault, language, drug use, sexual material, strong violence, etc. I didn't find any of that triggering to the point where I didn't want to watch it in this movie. I thought it was handled well. That's my perspective. Other people can have different perspectives. And it's just not the, it's the basis for a lot of action, but it's not, they don't, it's not what we're concentrating on. Um, she is exceptional in this. I just adore her from she's top so, to bottom. She's so good. Um, it's smart. It's provocative. It's uh, got, it's got feminist or feminine assertions without being heavy handed. It's in other words, it's like it's creative. It gets across its message, but it, but it's a good movie. So it's not really about being lectured to, <laughs> which okay. I don't appreciate usually. Right. I don't like being lectured to, um, it, they stick the ending. Um, it's kind of cathartic. The whole yeah, journey is pretty cathartic. It's a, uh, it's a revenge. It's in the revenge camp, mm -hmm. which we've reviewed movies before female revenge camp, except it's got a unique vision to it. Um, and uh, it's funny. She's funny and it's audacious, mm -hmm. sexual. I don't know. I just really, it's bold. It's brave. Like I can understand why it was, I think it was the opening night movie at Sundance last year. Like not only was it all the things that they wanted, want movies to be, which is like bold and inventive and creative and well done, but it, it's also, um, well constructed. Like it, the story. It, I'm is looking well at the audience reviews right now and everyone is just like I mean it's across the board like four four and a half, five stars. Yeah. And I mean <clears throat> nobody honest to goodness, nobody really listens to Rotten Tomatoes, but sometimes if you go onto rottentomatoes.com and you see that a movie like currently the tomato meter, which is the critics, is ninety two percent, it just shows you that like <laughs> There's no dissension in the ranks for right. this movie. Like everyone agrees, basically, except for that weird eight percent people. Um, and the audience score is high too. But again, like we don't, I don't personally listen to Rotten Tomatoes, obviously, since I watch all the Shutter originals. <laughs> yeah, and they they are very divisive. But this movie, I would recommend highly well, to basically any audience. That's that's the real sticker, you know, is like. Not like I, there's no, I don't qualify it with anything like, oh, if you like this, you'd like that. Like, no, it's just good. What's the website that you gave me that you can look up where things are streaming? Justwatch.com. Just yeah. Cause I think it said it's going to be on HBO max for a month, but I'm just okay. trying to see where people can. So I will tell the listeners to that, um, use justwatch.com as a, as a starting point. If it is, if something isn't available, like sometimes it's not 100% accurate. So don't take it as gospel, but it's a great starting point because one of the great things on there is that you can just click on, like if it says, oh, it's on Amazon Prime streaming, you can literally just click on the button on their website and it'll take you right to it. So it's this really cool aggregate. This one's still, uh, I think, considered more theater streaming so it's like $20 if you want to watch it yes in other words it's a great movie and it just came out mm -hmm. and so they know that 
they don't need to give it away. Right. <laughs> well, and, and movie so, theaters lost a lot of money this year, so. Yep. And this film deserves your $20. Honestly, I can say that like um if if you don't want to wait a few months and you want to you need to get in the conversation or you just really want a good movie, you know, this is it. But I'm, you know, I'm sure in a few months it'll stream somewhere. So, yeah, thank you. I wanted to remember to get that movie in because it's a really good one. I want people to see it. I want to support them. So, yay. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, We will be back on Wednesday with another Terror Talk episode, which will be our 200th episode. What? What? And we're doing a little... We're just going to... We're going to talk about our journey and do a little hemming and hawing about our... Um, some episodes that we remember and stuff. So it's very much going to be an episode for people who have been on the ride with us, people who want to hear us talk about episodes we've done and a little bit of behind the scenes stories about them and ones we hated, ones we liked, ones we struggled with, etc. Um, so it's really for the fans. Um, and those of you who love Shrink Chat, come back next Friday and we'll be here. So this has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.